Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. And this is the first podcast after I sort of retired my weekly podcast, which is very exciting and and a little kind of weird because I no longer have this discipline of having to have a podcast out every week. And I don't know if you guys have even noticed, but for me, it sort of freed me up and I'm kind of excited about it. So now whenever I run into an interesting subject or an interesting person, Daggone it, I'm just going to podcast with them. So today I have one of my very first podcast fans, which this is so exciting for me, Becky Phillips. I ran into her a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, right, Becky? Like three years ago, I think we were at a Christmas party and I had been doing my podcast for about six months and I really didn't think anybody was even listening. And Becky goes, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> I was listening. So I'm so excited. I ran into Becky and, and she told me about this new hobby we're going to talk about. I'm so thrilled for you, Becky. So we're, we're going to talk about what Becky's doing with her life. But when she told me that she was listening to my podcast, I was just so um, touched and it kind of gave me a little bit, I don't know if you even know this, it gave me the the courage to keep going with it and and I don't I didn't really know where I was going with it in the beginning well thanks Connie and I'll (laughs) I'll say to you that your podcast that I listen to um I sometimes I binge your podcast (laughs) I I, I didn't always have a Friday to do the in the moment listen but I would binge wherever I was and um it gave me energy and introduced me to a lot of really interesting people and subjects. And I really love the uh, happy, healthy you and, and um, theme. And I too try to carry that in, you know, to what I do. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Sure. Well, we are like-minded souls, obviously, or mm-hmm. we wouldn't have, have encountered each other. So, sure. so you are a retired school, school librarian. librarian, right? I did. I was in the school system for 31 years and um, recently retired. I was in the school library for the last eight or so of them, and I had a fantastic long run and um, happily retired. Yeah. So look, here's your retire. I'm your first retired podcast. I'm retired. Oh my gosh! See, there's another connection. Uh- we found the theme. How we, okay. How, right. how, how was that? Because I think a lot of people, transition is hard for a lot of people, and we talk about that on this podcast a lot. Yeah. Um, how was it for you coming out of that long-term yeah. career? Yeah, really good. I uh, Courage, you know, courage to change kind of a thing. I was really trying to be fearless about it. I was a little nervous yeah. only because, you know, you do what you do, and it's sort of a... Um, uh, I don't want to say a habit. I, I like I said, I had a really long run, and um, it has been wonderful. It's freed up some time for me to pursue some interest, and honestly, I'm kind of a fly by the seat of your pants person, so I don't always have everything tidy. I like to be a little spontaneous. You don't need that structure in your life. You, I feel like I ran on a bell for so long. Yeah, yeah. In school. Um, I just really was ready to kind of give that up because yeah. I admired 
from the outside, people that didn't have that structure. I just kind of wanted to play it. Yeah, and how's that working? Really good. I'm <laughs> good. sitting here with you right cool. now. Cool. I know. I know. And you it's said really yes good. to doing this podcast, sure, so heck, so right? thank you so much. And I am a little nervous. But oh it's my okay, gosh! Right? You you don't even don't even think about being nervous with me. It's so ridiculous because. First of all, we can erase everything if we if we don't like it. So Becky told me on the on the ride, um, we're actually at a convention together, and we were driving in the um, from the airport to the hotel. And she told me about this new hobby that she and her husband have, and oh, it's so fascinating. I'm I'm going to let you talk about it, Becky, because I'm just um, I'm so fascinated. You tell us what it is. How, well, it is and, and how you got into it. Yeah, and uh, Paul and I have kind of leaped into beekeeping. 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 Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Because we live in a place that's fairly—I won't say urban, but um, certainly—you don't naturally think of beekeeping, right? Where we are. Um, we should say we're in Maryland. We're in Maryland. We live in Maryland. We live in Maryland. Yeah. I live specifically in Crownsville, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Anyway, um, as I was retiring, this opportunity came up. Uh, I was at church of all places, and one of my friends reached out and asked if I could help her in the bee yard. And I said, absolutely. There was no hesitation. I I kind of, you know, just yes, say yes kind of thing. Yeah. And ever since that time, I guess it's been um, about a year now, I have fallen into this beekeeping thing it's so unusual and interesting and there's so many yeah yeah. there's so many aspects that i want to talk to you about i mean the ecological aspects the you follow your bliss this idea but you actually mentioned to me that you had an interest in this a sort of little spark that happened a while back so when it when when you were asked to do it talk about that a little bit right um many years ago my my children are adults now um Many years ago, their farewell field trip um, in elementary school was to go to a local, um, what we call Arlington Echo. It's a wonderful, beautiful uh, place on the water where the kids get to sail and sane and see some bees. And my husband and I would always volunteer when it was their time. We only have two children, so twice we volunteered to do the bee hut Um, And honestly, it was because it was protected. We were actually in some sort of a a shelter because uh, um, it just so happened that our kids would go in the winter and it was very cold there. And I hated the notion of being outside in the very cold water. So it kind of set me up for that. And um, I became very interested in them, but then sort of like some things come and go. And so, you know, it sort of would come and go. In the meantime, though, we all, I hope, are eating honey. (laughs) And um, I know that I forage for honey anytime I go to a festival or a fair or if I go out of town, I will look for their local honey because they're all very unique. So when my friend reached out to me um, about her need to have someone help her in the bee yard at church, I was so willing yeah, it was perfect. Wanted, yeah, it was perfect. I wanted to learn. Yeah. Let's talk about honey. Honey is awesome, honey first is of all. Awesome. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. It um, has a lot of antibacterial properties, right? It does. A lot of antibacterial properties, your vitamins and minerals in there. It's also very unique in the fact that it does not go bad. Mm-hmm. You can buy different forms of honey, raw, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, uh, flow, f the flow kind that we're all kind of used to or whatever. We, we, we need to be a little aware of what we're buying. Um, but certainly the organic honeys that are not watered down in some way um, are the best to go for. I love honey for all kinds of things. Certainly I eat it. I throw it on my toast almost every morning or dip it in my tea. Well, I would have known that because you're so sweet. So, mm, yeah, you're thanks. a honey girl. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about the bees. So the yeah. so the bees obviously make the honey. We know that. There's so many important things about the bees, and the bees are are have are struggling right now in our in our world. Yeah, correct. They, so yes. tell us what you know about yeah, the bees. Well, there's there is bee decline. Uh, you know, I'm a teacher at heart. So here's <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase something that Albert Einstein said, and it was essentially that if if the bees disappeared from the face of the earth, then man would survive for about four more years. Now I don't know if that's true, and certainly I just paraphrased what he said, but um. There is concern about our bees disappearing. And it doesn't, um, you know, there's been tons of uh, research and many people all over the globe taking notice of this from as far back as the 1980s, really. Hmm. Uh, beekeeping has, has been around historically for, you know, as long as bees have been around, you know, a millennium, really. So the concern, of course, is that we keep our bees happy and local. Healthy. Local, right. <laughs> happy, happy and healthy. healthy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and local, in this yeah. Case, local, yeah. yeah. Local. So what does that do if the bees are, are being uh, raised and, and um, encouraged to uh, swarm, I guess you call it, right? Right. Well, your bees are going to swarm. Locally. Well, let's, let's sure. Let's, let's, um, let's do this. I okay. can only speak from, first of all, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I'm such a novice. Um, I've had the opportunity to listen to people speak about bees. Mm -hmm. um, many of them have been beekeepers for 20, 30 years, and they always, um, they're very passionate, and they always say that you could line up 10 beekeepers in the same room, ask them all the same question, and you'll get 11 answers. Ah, so, interesting. Yeah, whatever I say, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm learning um, from them. And this is what I know. Um, we are called by our Pope and our church to care for our creation. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we in our church have this, um, beautiful area and we have some beehives back there in, in our, um, little bee hut. Um, ecologically speaking, it is extremely important for us to have bees so that obviously the pollination. Well, we've all heard about the birds and the bees, right? <laughs> so the pollination. Po of um, fruits and vegetables, of course, that feed the people, that mm -hmm. feed the animals, that are going to feed the people, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth, um, produce, produce our honey that we eat. These are all the benefits that we see from bees. There are many benefits it is important for us to encourage and to uh, to help them to propagate. Um, local bees are great because they'll be, um, we're looking for sustainability. And so if we're always reaching outside of our area for bees to produce and mm -hmm. to pollinate and such, then they're, they might not be as apt to survive because they're not as... What do you want to say? Adaptable. Ad like, they are adaptable in some ways, but they mm -hmm. may not be able to 
fight off certain parasites or okay. or viruses or um yeah they're just not as a yeah you got to they're well it totally makes sense i mean it's the, the whole move movement towards sustainability and the and and growing locally and eating locally and yes. and all of that i mean it totally makes sense that the bees should come from our little place on the planet so right, absolutely so everybody's got to kind of do their part to grow the is this is this common i mean your church how did they decide to take on this project of of beekeeping right well the pope's call for care for creation yeah but it could have been anything could have been sheep it could have been well, cows it could, it it could, could have been... been i don't know where did um, the bees exactly. come isn't that from? funny i don't I, I really don't know i know that there are other churches um in our vicinity that are doing bees as well so i'm not sure where our church originated with our bees such a cool idea and so so were you in on the beekeeping from the beginning at the church or did you kind of come in I kind of came in slid uh, in I slid in after they um uh after our first bee boxes were installed okay so yes from the beginning but I didn't see the first install I've now seen the second phase of an installation which is kind of interesting after our first um, bee boxes were established and in our churchyard, I was uh, asked to help, to help volunteer. Now, also in that churchyard to help propagate these bees, we have straw gardens, and we're um, very conscious of what we're planting, so that um, we're looking at pollinating gardens. You know, po- to to help the bees, so they don't have to go so far. Bees can travel up up to five miles. Really? Yeah, to get to wow. find their pollen and their nectar and bring it back to that queen. And they'll it's, come back to the queen. And they will come they back won't to get the lost. Queen, and they do not get lost. And they do. That's amazing. They have such good dance. GPS. That's exactly right. They've got <laughs> their own GPS. They do fancy dances to tell the other sisters where to go. So interesting. And it is interesting. And they will protect that queen to the nth until she herself is on the decline. And that's when you talked of swarm. And that's when, um, when a hive detects a queen that is weakening and that could be uh, you know a queen could survive two to three years probably some say five but generally they weaken over time so we're going to look for two or three years old on a queen if she sticks around her sisters will begin to detect her weakening and then they will swarm with her away from the box to make room for another queen so that that colony will survive. It is the ultimate sacrifice. Mm. Um, And that is essentially what their community is all about, is the ultimate sacrifice to survive. And um, that's just a very abbreviated, I guess, uh, way to describe what happens in their uh, community. That's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, if you look at just this, you look at it as a, as Mm -hmm. a creation, I mean, the, the whole idea of how, how much these bees want to survive and propagate and continue to do what they do for us. I mean, everything they do for us is so, it's really beautiful actually, if you think about it. And they will do it until they drop. Yeah. 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 What is threatening the bees, Becky? What are the things that are threatening the bees that we have control over? Well, here in our area, they talk a lot about varroa mites. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no idea what that is. It's a little tiny, (laughs) it's a really gross little eeny teeny mite that will infestate your, your boxes essentially. And so there are ways to detect whether or not you have 
mites in your boxes. There are also ways to treat it, but they are um, they're a definite threat to your bees. So are pesticides. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to check the facts on this, but I think there was just a bill that was passed that will be going into effect within the next couple of years so that in the state of Maryland, check Check your facts, though. We will not be able to purchase any kind of pesticides that are specific harm to bees. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so um, pesticides, mites, uh, disease in general, all of those things can be brought back with the foragers, and, and they can, of course, you know, uh, kill, a, kill a box, you know, mm-hmm. bees kill their colony in, in really no time at all. So um, your job as a beekeeper is to monitor the health of your bees to make sure that there's a queen and that there are nurses around her to help her to do what she needs to do, which is essentially fill cells with larvae that will turn into bees and will continue on. And you mentioned, yeah, yeah, they just... Gosh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you had some success early on with getting a new swarm and then just today you got word that you one had failed or something yeah we lost two queens so in our particular garden bee garden we have four boxes um two were established last year one we purchased to have a third box this year and then we're lucky enough to capture a swarm that had occurred from one of our other bee boxes. It gets too crowded. They, they, the sisters will fly away with their queen, and we were fortunate enough to capture that swarm that had flown from one of the original boxes and then put them in another separate box so that they could go on about their little busy lives. Unfortunately, two of our queens have failed. Um, I'm not really sure why, because we're away, and it just mm-hmm. happened recently, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming that it has to do with um, some sort of a disease. I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm. But you know. you'll keep keep going. But they will keep going, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. Maybe we'll split one of the other boxes, give them more room. Um, I, guess we'll, I guess they'll decide, mm. and I will be observing so that yeah. you know, I can learn, yeah. Yeah. There's so much to learn from the bees. What have you learned from working with the bees? I have learned to be very respectful (laughs) because, um, you know, they are really not interested in you. Yeah. But if they feel that there's a threat, they're going to come to you. Mm -hmm. And of course, we all know that protection means, you know, that they're going to, they may, they may sting you. So you're very hands-on. Talk about what kind of protection you actually wear when you go and you're telling me a little bit. Again, I am very respectful. I do have my bee garb, um, my one of my daughters uh, for Christmas gave me the bee hat with the, with the jacket. Oh, cool. I now have the gloves. Um, I go a little overboard. I'll pull my ski pants on <laughs> underneath. I know I, I look like some abominable snowman going in there. It's really okay. And some people are are much more relaxed about it than I am. Um, I, I, but I'm again, I'm a novice, and I respect what's going on in those mm-hmm. hives, and it can get very busy mm-hmm. and intimidating, I have to say, in some ways. I, I don't want to discourage people. I just want to say, certainly, let's respect what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And they are there to protect their queen, especially now in the early spring and summer when she needs to establish her hive 
so that they can continue on and then eventually make this honey in those hives that you're giving them. Um, so we, we do the best we can to help them to sustain a healthy life um, by feeding them sugar water throughout the summer for the new hives. The hives from last year that are established, we probably won't have to help out through the entire summer, but we did, we did help them out in the early spring because there's not enough for them to forage. Um, anyways, it gets very busy out there. We're talking probably 50,000 or more bees per box, depending on how many frames you have in each level of boxes. It mm. can be somewhat uh, intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I would guess so. I, I, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to to yeah. walk into a beehive, but it's I see fun. these people do it, and they, everybody that I talk to that has any interest in it or watch on a documentary, there's there's so much passion there, and it must yeah. be just such a beautiful observation of nature at work. And, right, right. And I have tons to learn. So I yeah. sometimes I, I'm just in the in the bee area observing listening to the experts do their thing you know watching the frames being pulled looking for the queens you know finding the, what's what's happening looking at the cells to make sure that things are uh healthy and and um, looking for larvae that's been laid so um again there's a lot to it yeah yeah you, know, you just have to be on it and it's also a pretty cool lesson about preserving the divine feminine <laughs> You and, talk about these key, uh, these queen uh, bees, yeah. And the whole goal of these swarms is to really make these queens live up to their their potential, divine mm -hmm. potential. That's yes, right. Which, I love that. Which is her divine potential is certainly in the form of service, a service, and in this case, hundreds of thousands of eggs that are seminated by some fat drone that can't fly, you know, <laughs> essentially. And that's really all they do. As a matter of fact, come winter, uh, when things start to slow down a little bit with regard to pollinating, bringing in nectar and that, they will actually, you know, set, send those, they'll kill those drones. They'll send them out because they're taking up space. Hmm. And so they will sacrifice the drone in order to save the queen. Hmm. Happily. Sorry, guys. <laughs> guys, right. It's like these big fat drones just hanging around. You're taking up space. See you later. Well. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. What to say about it. You guys conclude no. whatever you yes, want to right, about that right. part we'll of leave that alone, Yeah, but... we'll leave that alone. So thank you so much, Becky, for talking about your new passion and coming on the podcast. Is there anything else you, f you felt like you wanted to say here mm -hmm. while you you're know, here? Shout out. I gave a shout out to you. Do you remember which podcast that was? I said, I said shout out to Becky. I, I do. Had seen you. I'm uh, trying I'll try to, remember. to remember exactly which one it was. It was the, the lady that went into the hospitals. Oh yeah, she yes. was great. With, with the, yes, um, the clown. She was yeah, right. She to took make care the kids of children. Smile. Yeah. Yes, you gave yeah. me a shout out on that podcast. She was good. Was... That's right. And she she even gave you a shout out too. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so, she did. It was it was good to hear. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited that you came on the podcast. But it's pretty cool. You know, we talked about following your bliss a lot um, in the past few years, and you've certainly taken a leap with this and just gone with it, and it seems to have paid off so who knows where it'll go you know next thing next time i see you you'll be you'll have your own uh, we'll have our own colonies colony that is colony, the goal yeah. so we'll see what happens is it? Yeah. do you think do you sure. see that for your future sure 
And your husband's into it too. Absolutely, so. he would wow. like to um, propagate his own little queens. He wants to grow the, you know. He oh, would... of course he does. Yes, of course, right. <laughs> your husband has always been a big supporter of you, his queen. Yeah. So I can, I'm very I can totally fortunate. see that. That's right. You don't want he doesn't he doesn't want to be kicked at, kicked to the curb with the other drones. Right, right. no, he's a special guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. So for more information about beekeeping, where can people go to find out more about this? I would absolutely recommend that they look for their local bee association. Okay. I, I'm Paul and I are both certified through Anne Arundel County Bee Association, but most cities, states will have some information. They will all have tons and tons of links as to where you can find other resources, statistics, where to go to purchase bees or bee equipment and so on and so forth. And and um, some will also have uh, resources so that you can rent equipment to grab your honey. If you have some honey flow, grab your honey, grab your honey, get your honey, right? Grab your honey. That's good. Um, so absolutely look for your local bee associations for information about your statistics and mentorships and okay. equipment. Yeah. Cool. It's so funny. My last podcast, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but I, I closed it with be happy, be healthy. So, right. so who knew I would run into you and we'd be talking about yeah. bees and, and be you and be right. you. That's yeah. right. That's happy, a Barb said. You. That's exactly yeah. what she said. I did listen to that awesome. one, by the way. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I'm so grateful that you're doing your part to work with the bees and help. Cause who knew yeah. that Einstein, I didn't know Einstein said that. And, and he was pretty smart. So I guess we better take care of our bees. We're going to try to take we care need of them. So thank you. Thank Thanks, you for doing Connie. that and coming on the podcast and yeah. being such a good listener. And if you guys are out there and you're listening and you have any ideas for the podcast or you want to come on the podcast, it was pretty easy, right, Becky? Yeah, Connie makes it pretty easy for you, I have to say. <laughs> so thank you so much. Yeah, be happy, be healthy. Yeah, be you. Be you. Love it. Back to Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up is a small but powerful book about healing from one of life's greatest tragedies, the loss of a child. It's about love and sadness and being human. The nine lessons in Back to Happy are intended to be food for a broken but awakening soul. Healing from grief and loss is possible. Finding joy again is possible. Back to Happy, in paperback, Kindle and audiobook at Amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com.